Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. Our guest today is Maurice Domino. He's a leadership trainer, a win at leadership keynote speaker, a communications and team building trainer, and CEO, as well as an author and mentor. Maurice, thanks so much for being on our show today. Christopher, it's a pleasure to be here on the Gifters Podcast. So I love the fact that we're both New Yorkers. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think it does help us, frankly, because everywhere I go in the world, I'm like, wow, you're from New York? Like, New York City? I'm like, yeah, from New York City. I'm like, cool. And so let me ask you, Maurice. I, I kind of know the answer, but let's share with our guests. Why do you think New Yorkers have a, a, a positive mentality when we're, 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 we tell people we're New Yorkers? Like, in your opinion, why do you think that is? Well, I think it's, it's called the New York energy. There's a certain energy to the city. Well, they call it the city that never sleeps, the city that's constantly moving forward. And that's the point. I think New Yorkers have a positive outlook. Uh, they have what is known as grit. Uh, no matter what hits them, they're going to keep moving forward. My gosh, uh, the biggest example of grit is 9-11. Would you agree, Christopher? They, they went through 9-11, probably the biggest disaster here in America, but yet they came together, uh, they pushed forward, uh, they kept their energy uh, going. Not, not only that, they came back even better, bigger, stronger. So they're a great example to the world of, let's just put it to this, to grit, that, that energy that's that. that news to it. Yeah. And do you feel that growing up there allowed you, because you know, you're a leadership trainer, right? So do you feel that growing up in New York City, gave you some of those elements that you could say, you know, I am a keynote speaker, I am a trainer, I believe that. And yes, you maybe read some books and whatnot, but just where you grew up, it seems to have a, a deep level of understanding relative to what you're doing now. Well, it's, it's a matter of where you grew up, your background and all that. Uh, you know, it's the old expression, people are born into leadership, uh, people are elevated into leadership, and some people are forced into leadership. And I think no matter where you grow up, uh, when it comes to leadership, I think that's what happens to all of us. In my situation, I guess I was... Uh, forced and elevated into this position, uh, being 36 years in the corporate world. And for some reason, Christopher, don't ask me why, I always elevated up to the leadership position. So guess what? Uh, I was either sink or swim. Uh, so no matter where you grow up, it's a matter of sink or swim. It's about that stick to that persistence. Persistence will always win out. And when it comes to a leadership, yeah, there's a certain edge, if you will, call it grit, call it persistence, call it stick to that where in particular where I grew up, maybe it was the weather, maybe it was the people, but it's your environment. It's what the experiences you go through that makes a difference. I'm sure you could speak at length of how much you travel the world, meeting different people and all that. But what I come for me, Maurice, what it was, was it's the proverbial, you know, my mess became my message. Yeah, right. You know, another, when I began uh, being a manager, being a, a, a vice president of sales and all that, well, we know this, we have to perform. We have to perform. We're under the microscope. So I realized it was either sink or swim. Now, most people, what do they do? They kind of sit put and wait for the world to happen, right? There's some people that make it happen, some people that watch it happen, and some people wonder what the heck happened. Now, for me, I'm the make it happen kind of person, and I'm a big believer for those that are listening to us that it's true, it is definitely true, leaders are readers. Because you made mention in your question just now, did I train or whatnot? And I have to say, I had to train with the best, the best of them, uh, with Jack Welch, Jim Rohn, uh, 
John Maxwell, the heavy hitters when it comes to leadership. And if I could share anything with our listeners, it's this idea of that, yes, leaders are readers. In fact, let me just, if I may just finish with this, I found an interesting article from Bill Gates. It says this, Bill Gates will read anywhere from 36 to 50 books per year, where the average American is reading a half a book a year. Now, there's got to be a clue for success when it comes to our leadership, our communication, our team building, whatever we do, that there's something there to when it comes to reading, education, that type of thing. So, yeah, uh, definitely. We, uh, some people are either uh, born into leadership, uh, they're elevated into leadership, or some people are forced into leadership. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you about the reading because you, just, you, you get to just literally dive into Bill Gates' brain or, uh, as you said, John mm -hmm. Maxwell, all these people that are phenomenal. Now let's talk about you and your leadership roles. So you have a, a win at leadership keynote. So tell me what that's about. Well, that's a perfect segue. So, you know, John Maxwell has his 21 irrefutable laws of, of leadership. Uh, you got uh, John Wooden uh, with his pyramid of success, uh, which is made up of 12 plus 15. You got 27 there. Now, and I'm looking at this as like, oh my gosh, I got to remember all this stuff. All these people that I have to uh, elevate to be managers because I'm training people. There's got to be, Christopher, there's got to be a simpler way. So what I did is I boil it down to this. It's the win, the W-I-N. Your who, your integrity, your network. If you could cement those down, guess what? You're way ahead of being a leader. So I came up with my own philosophy. I travel the world now working with uh, major corporations, uh, philanthropies, uh, companies, and whatnot, and to share with them simply the philosophy of win. Your who, your integrity, your network. That's great. I mean, the integrity part is so important because we live in a world where, let's say you look at some, uh, someone like uh, Elizabeth Holmes, where when I, when I saw her speak at a conference with President Clinton, it was, like, it was so inspiring to say, oh, wow, this woman is like, very inspiring, but she ended up not being as inspiring. But then you look at someone like uh, Sarah Blakely, who was, is just as successful, but she just took it in a different route. So yes. integrity, is that something that you feel that your parents taught you or that's something that you perhaps work with people that didn't have integrity? So you knew that that was so essential at the foundation of any building block. How did you understand that that is so important? It's in the middle of it, obviously, too. Yeah, well, I'm going to say this so that uh, our listeners have uh, lots of takeaways. I learned, Christopher, I learned from everywhere. I learned from everywhere. I mean, if I may, in my keynotes, in my trainings, I share what I call the, the cheers effect, the cheers effect. Uh, in other words, what did I get that from? From the TV show Cheers. Uh, I learned from all different walks of life. And what it is, I'm going to say it's an amalgam. It's, it's bringing this all together. So when it comes to this specific uh, point about your integrity, yes, I learned it from my parents. Uh, they're both of Italian heritage. So you have strong family. Uh, family is important. This idea of community, bringing people together which could easily translate into the work environment. Make sure our teams are all working together. Uh, doing the hard, uh, the work, uh, you know, work in the hard streets, the hard corporate area in New York City. In other words, going back to that things gotta get done. In other words, your word is your bond. And I believe this, you could strip us down naked, right? You strip us down naked and the only thing we have between you and myself is our word and our actions. And quite simply, what's your integrity? You know, I love what Mark Cuban once said. Mark Cuban said this, I would never ask any one of my employees to do something that I would not do personally. Now, this is a billionaire that could pay anyone to pay to do anything he wants. But yet, 
He does. He walks in his integrity. No wonder uh, with his companies, with the Mavericks and all the various companies that he worked with, what do we find there? Low turnover. Why? Because the leader, the person out front, the, the exemplifier is proving the point of their integrity. So yeah, it all comes down to your integrity, uh, your, your, your who you are, right? And the whole win philosophy. That's great. And let's talk about communication because communication, I'm going to be doing a, a virtual keynote with about a thousand bankers in about a month. And the one thing I said to them is everyone needs to understand how to communicate. And the best thing to do is to listen more. It sounds counterintuitive, but for you, what are some things that you teach and coach your executives and clients about how to communicate better? Well, if I may, uh, let me, let me prove Chris, if I may, everyone, let me prove Christopher's Christopher's point. Remember I said I read a lot. Well, I also read fiction and one of my favorite read of uh, one of my favorite authors is Stephen King. And I'll never forget uh, one of his preface to his books. He said this, you want to be a great author, be a great reader. Same thing with speaking, same thing with communicating. You want to be a great communicator, be a great listener. Now for me, when I train my executives, because I do personal training for uh, Fortune 500 companies and C-suite executives, I say you've got to be paying attention to your audience, whether it's one-on-one or one-to-many. Yes, I know you're going to be delivering the annual report. You're going to be speaking to people. You're going to be presenting yourself. But guess what? Your audience is still speaking to you with their body language, with their mm-hmm, oh, ooh, ahs, all these things. They're speaking to you. So guess what? You're actually having a conversation. So what I share with the people that I coach is I, got, I say this, you got to develop your radar. That's what I call it, your radar. In other words, while you're speaking, keep that radar, you know, that you know, picking up people's cues, their body language. Because even when I speak, when I, when I speak in front of corporations, I'm paying attention to people's body language. As soon as I see that little body language to tell me that they're detaching, I'll ask a question or I'll interject it with a story. Right? I share with my executives various ways to re-engage your audience, re-engage your audience. And here's an interesting fact that our, our listeners should know, that the human brain can only take about 20 minutes of information. So what do you got to do? You got to kind of break things up. You kind of give them a break. You got to give them a pause. Now, well, how do you do that? Like I say, interject with a question or tell a story. You can't give just facts and figures, right? You're just going to exhaust your listener's brain. So you better believe it. You better be listening to your audience. Even though you're doing all the speaking, trust me, your audience is speaking loud and clear. If I may share this, I love what Oscar Wilde once said. Your body language is speaking so loudly I can't hear a word you're saying. Yeah, that's powerful. Maurice, how can our guests stay in touch with you? Well, the best way, uh, as you know, you, uh, is LinkedIn. Uh, join me on LinkedIn, the spelling of my name that you see here in the writing. I'm, I'm probably the only Maurice Domino uh, on LinkedIn. And also, if they want, I uh, have a little gift to, to say thank you for joining us here on The Gifters, since we're about gifting. So here I have, uh, since we're talking about speaking, and I know our the executives, and if you notice, I use quotes in here. Here's a great way to break things up and to really engage your audience, right, to make them part of your conversation, is to use quotes. So if I may, if you simply go to yourmilliondollarmessagenow.com, yourmilliondollarmessagenow.com. There you'll find a free book, right? And what is there, you'll find the 70 quotes of highly effective people. 
70 quotes of highly effective people. So that's my gift to you, to your listeners, Christopher. Uh, this has been a great time. I love to share uh, my insight on things. Why? Just to help those listeners out there maybe better with their leadership skills, their communication skills, as well as their team building skills. That's awesome, Maurice. I'm just going to end with one final thing. So people always say they're a leadership trainer, a communications trainer, and I want to listen to this to know that what people say and what they do aren't always in sync. And with Maurice, he's actually the first person. So he's dropped my name a few times. He said Christopher three times, Chris two times, and he referenced our listeners many times. But the thing that he did that no one has done in the entire history of my Gifters podcast, he actually said the Gifters podcast like multiple times. And so out of the 300 podcast interviews, Maurice, yeah. good for you for standing out because it's really about high touch, high communication, and really being genuine with how you really are listening to me, listeners, and so kudos to you. So Maurice, thanks so much, and hopefully you all reach out to Maurice. Have a great day, Maurice. Take care, Christopher. It's a pleasure.